Hello and welcome to Common Enlightenment. I'm Zach, and that's Hayden. We're the podcast that teaches everyday knowledge to people like you. What's going on, Dancing Hayden? Dancing Hayden? Yeah. You weren't supposed to tell him that, Zachalubu. Oh, man, that is horrible. <laughs> it's okay. It's a good one. Sounds like a Teletubby. Do you see the, the new Teletubbies? The babies of no. the Teletubbies? No, you're kidding me. Serious. I don't know if it's called something different. Gosh, that's horrible. Like... The, uh, the the what's it called? Off season, off off spring of Teletubbies. Oh man, Teletubby offspring. You remember that baby that was a son at the old Teletubbies? <laughs> Do you remember Booba? Yeah, Booba was my favorite dude. Booba, the most annoying. Gosh. Yeah, by um, far. I can't even think of like words right now. Talking about the vacuum cleaner that always no, I'm got talking about tubby custard. No, I'm still talking about booba. Uh, Anyways, television tubbies. Yeah, television in your tummies. <gasps> Mind blown. <laughs> All right, well, <clears throat> Hayden, Zach, we're talking about a topic that's really close to my heart today. Oh, you are. Yeah, and this we is are. actually a very special edition, I would say. Common enlightenment. Okay. Why would you say that? Uh, I would say that, Hayden, because we are not in the studio. We or, are in our humble freaking abode. Yeah. Our kitchen, to be exact, because we've, you know, Slash obviously done it in our, we've done the podcast in our rooms before. Yeah. But, but this time, it's in a brand new place. We're in the smack dab middle of our living room. And so hopefully, I don't know if hopefully or not, but like if our roommates walk in, we definitely want to have the whole coffee shop vibe that like anything kind of goes, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I kind of like this one a little bit. I don't, yeah. We hadn't even started, and I would kind of already like it a little bit. Yeah, me too, for cool. sure. I like it. Okay, well, let's get right into it. You want to? Uh, I'm so down. Yeah. So, what are we talking about today? We're talking about pour over versus drip, and kind of pour over theory, right? Yes. As opposed to drip. Yes, I I think I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm not too versed on the term, but like I think I know exactly what you're talking about. What do you mean? So when you say pour over theory, you're talking about um, why pour over versus yeah like, yeah yeah why why people choose pour over yeah oh, okay then yes I right. totally get you yeah, yeah. I didn't Absolutely. know if there was a specific theory like. EX squared minus 4B no, no, no. is well, there coffee. Well, are, there are formulas or uh, recipes, Yeah, there are you recipes could say. out there. And I guess, but that's very personal to Ratios. Each, each person yeah. and each coffee. Yeah, for sure. And that changes daily. Man, and I've, been, I've been actually thinking about getting a new grind, or a new uh, scale, just so I could get it down to like the tenth of a hundredth gram. of a gram? No, not that far, but like at least a tenth of a gram. You have the tenth of a gram. No, no, no. I only have grams. I don't even have a tenth of a gram. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like eight and, 18 and a half or like 18.9. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, so, yeah, you wanted to talk about drip coffee first. So do you want yeah. to talk about that? Let's go back to, I mean, it's not really going <clears throat> back to because it's so common even today, but like even 
you watch the office and they're in the in their the little break room the break room pouring some coffee from just a normal pour over or uh sorry um drip coffee machine that that's so ubiquitous yeah it to is to everywhere american life so do you want to explain how that works drip coffee yeah um i don't know what was first the percolator or the drip coffee machine but I do know that it kind of, if you listen to our last podcast, first and second wave coffee, yeah, this was kind of like huge with those. I think it was, was probably percolator. Uh, per- you think percolator was first? Probably. Yeah, that's what, that would be my guess that it would be. Yeah. It doesn't pour that good of a cup of coffee. It's really chalky. Right. Yeah. Um, but, so, as we all know, drip coffee, what it is, if you have a coffee pot at your house that your parents always use and it has a big old pot at the bottom of it yeah that is a drip coffee machine or if you have a keurig which is like the new kind of thing is that how is that how you say it keurig 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 it's it's like set it and forget it yeah so keurig, keurig is even more so drip because it's i'm not even sure how they work they just throw i mean like, like their brew time is like five seconds and it's done that <laughs> sounds about right. That wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, you've done better ones before. I can't even. Sometimes when I'm like on the spot, I can't think of yeah. how to do the noise. Anyway, Hayden's usually pretty good at making the yeah. little like. It's pretty weird. <laughs> I, it, we did a vine about that. Brendan and I did. Oh, did you and really? Of course, it's gone now. So yeah, R.I.P. Vine. But um, anyways, <laughs> so how drip coffee works um. Is so and this is not the Keurig, this is the actual drip coffee machine where they make like a pot of coffee for multiple people. You can make like twelve cups at a time and have it for everybody at right. the office. That's why it's so ubiquitous yeah. for everything, because you can just throw it in there. Set it, forget it. Set it, forget it, makes twelve cups of coffee. Yep. Boom. Five minutes, yep. probably. So um whenever you're making um this drip coffee, you have a reservoir tank, which Usually is about how much coffee you want to put in there. Usually, it, like they'll tell you, just put in that much water. Is usually how most of them work. The what? So a reservoir. Yeah. Water reservoir. Right. They will take that tank, mm-hmm. and they'll usually just say to fill up however much coffee you want right. in your um, actual pot, and you can pour that water into the reservoir tank. Yeah. And that's what's that's all the water that's going to feed through into your back into your yeah. um, pot. And you scoop out ground coffee from a Folgers yes. vacuum sealed can. Yes, and you usually throw that into a um, paper filter. Yeah, which as we'll see in pour overs is actually a very vital part of it. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of flaws with that. So with the way that it's brewed, there's a lot of times like coffee grinds that get thrown actually into the coffee itself which i'm sure if you ever get the last cup of coffee out of a pot uh it's just game over for you you get like grinds in your teeth and yeah. it's just not a fun process at all but so what happens is the water from the reservoir tank it flows through the hole and into a aluminum tube in the heating element so there's a little heating element inside of there heats it up boils it and so um whenever you uh, that's after you turn the machine on and you press brew right. it goes into that and brews it or it boils it for a while once it gets to temperature it then takes that water and it literally just takes it and sucks it up puts it over the top 
and um, it will rise up to through these little tubes and go right into a little spout that pours. It's supposed to pour over the entire coffee bed. So mm-hmm. sometimes they have like little. Um, this is how mine works at my actual house. It'll take like it has this little spinny thing at the top, kind of uh-huh. like a little rotation. I don't really know what it's called. It's like a wheel that it's on. Yeah. And with that wheel, um, there is just one little nozzle that sprays water, and it'll spin that water around in a circle. And it's so that it makes sure it saturates and gets all the grounds wet. Yes, but the thing is, is there's no control about drip coffee. Basically, it soaks the water up and everything. If it pours over the top of the filter, this is times where grounds can be thrown over the side. Not even extraction can occur, you know. Yeah. Um, water can kind of go everywhere. Coffee grounds can kind of go everywhere. And there's not any kind of quote-unquote blooming, as we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, and it's just brewing coffee all the way through. That's why it's kind of... If you notice ever, if you see a Chemex ever being brewed, it's like ten times darker than what you're going to get out of a drip coffee. Because it's it's so concentrated down and it's done the way it's supposed to whenever you actually do... A pour over. Well, that depends on ratios, right? It does. But that's also another thing about drip coffee is so a lot of times people's ratios are off too. So whenever they put their grounds in, they usually just are like, oh, I'm just going to put in three tablespoons and they'll yeah. make eight cups of coffee and that's not right at all. Like that's, yeah, no, <laughs> that's not right at all. Okay. But I'm just saying like that's what people do a lot of times. And that's not right. Yeah. Like brew ratio, that's like a 1 to 40 ratio or something. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, it's yeah. way off. Yeah. Um, and that's grams of coffee to water, by the way. That's right. what we're talking about, ratios. Um, so that's kind of drip coffee. Then yeah. you have your uh, cup of coffee. And, you know, honestly, I don't... Actually, it depends on the setting. I actually yeah. kind of like... At a diner. I No joke. There's a place in Lindale. It's called Petty's. Yeah. I'm sure Taylor's probably not going to listen to this podcast, but if she does, she's probably rolling her eyes right now because I talk about that place all the time. Petties. It is my favorite place in the world. Gotcha. Best breakfast ever. And they will bring you a cup of community coffee. <laughs> Folgers. No, community. Community. Is what they go with. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're classy there. They got community coffee. Yeah. It's the, and that's the cool thing about coffee. It's about the atmosphere, the experience, yeah, and the is. people you're with. And that's the thing, is I'm not going to be a coffee snob at a diner. I'm going to drink my morning cup of joe, get all the caffeine I can out of it. Right. And just soak up every part of that morning, basically. Yeah, I don't, really don't care one way or another if there's yeah. grinds in my coffee or not. Yeah, so there's there's the coffee snob, and then there's the coffee geek. And yep. we go by coffee geeks because we're not trying to push this on anybody. Right. Because we know the value of going to a diner. Or going to Wolf House, whatever. Yeah. And just having a Man. cup of coffee yeah. just sitting there and getting warm with a cup of coffee, the hot mug in your hand and just sitting and talking. That's yeah. like the best. It's way the best. But we know the value of like um, fair traded coffee that comes from reliable sources and good practices. So that's why we choose to pour over and pay more for better beans that we know you know where it comes from and everything it's quite a jump honestly what whenever you actually get price range yeah 
So <laughs> we got we got a twelve ounce bag of coffee from Evocation. Um, yep. And they are in Amarillo, Texas, and they won third place in the Roasters Cup, yep. SEAA, uh, in 2017. 99% certain this is single origin. If not, it comes from a specific county in Ethiopia is where this comes from. Right. So um, we have this great bag of coffee, and we we choose to buy that because you know of our values as humans – and our supporting our support to the third wave coffee culture yeah. and those small businesses. Yes. So that's why we do that and it's a cool experience to just do what we're about to show you, which you can start prepping now if you want. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um so I'm going to start off basically whenever you do pour over you need a kettle. Right. And so I'm going to throw some water in it. And then I'm going to throw it on the stove. So while Hayden's explaining something, you'll probably hear me in the background. Yeah. So you don't don't have to fake it. (laughs) We we pre-brewed some coffee, so it's kind of warm. So Zach's... Pre-brewed some water. Brewed some water. Sorry. (laughs) We preheated... Preheated water. Pre-boiled water. I don't know why I said that. So So just go ahead and put it back on the stove top. I already have my stove top hot, so I'm just going to throw it on. Right. Um, So he's just throwing it over there. It's already already warm so anyways though while that's going on i'm gonna um have a scale out too what you're gonna need is obviously i was talking about a kettle with some water you're gonna need a heating element you're gonna need a scale something to hold some beans in real quick a grinder a paper filter your coffee beans obviously and then whatever kind of pour over method you're choosing that could be a chemix a v60 uh, aeropress whatever and you don't need a paper filter (laughs) For uh, Aeropress. What is Aeropress that? isn't pour over. Yeah, it is. Aeropress is Aeropress. <laughs> you have to heat up press. You have to heat the coffee, though, and then you pour it over. Yeah, but... They technically call French press pour over, too. So, I mean... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, cool. It's all the same. It's, so, it's kind of different, though. It is different. So, we have a Chemex, um, and the water's boiling now, so Zach is going to go so, ahead and grind the coffee beans. Well, um, no, no, no. He's got to weigh it out. So we want to talk about brew ratios right now. Yes, we do. So Zach and I like to do 1 to 15 um, brew ratio, which means the 1 is the um, the weight of the coffee beans. So we're going to go with 18 grams per serving, and yes. which means you multiply 18 by 15 because the 15 is the water. So we're going to have... Um, 18 grams of coffee for every 270 grams of water. Yes. So in this, we'll have 540 grams of water, right? Um, let me do two the set. Real just quick. do two, uh, two seven, se- 270. Yeah, 540. Yeah. So 540 grams of water. We're going to be pouring over our Chemex for 36 grams. For 36 grams of yes. coffee. So Zach just weighed out. Well, he, we're just making one cup right yeah, now. Yeah, we're making one cup. So it's going to be 18 grams for 270 out right and that's kind of the ratio that we found a lot of times people for like this to particular do, cup yeah for a lot of times people like to kind of they say the golden range is between a 1 to 15 to a 1 to 17 ratio yeah um but it's really finding what ratio works best for your flavor palette right and also what you what the coffee wants to right like exactly Needs. Yeah, SCAA says the golden cup is one to seventeen. I, I think they actually say it's a one to eighteen. One to eighteen. SCAA. I knew yeah. it was kind of high. 
But for this particular coffee, Zach and I like the 115. Um, so we're going to go with that today. Yeah. If you want to go ahead and grind the coffee, we can cool. they can hear a little snippet, and then we'll kind of <laughs> uh, go to the next part. Yeah, while, while, that's, while that's going, um, before I actually grind it, I'm going to preheat our um, filter and our kettle. Whatever you have, whether it's a um, honeycomb or if it's a Chemex or just maybe your coffee mug, I don't know. What you're going to do is you're just going to throw the filter in and then you're just going to throw some hot water over the top of it. Um, that's just going to make sure that everything gets hot because that's where most of the heat transfer loses its own heat from is whenever the actual glass is not hot. So you're just going to throw that in there, kind of swirl it around a little bit, kind of get that glass really hot or ceramic if it's a mug. Yeah. And then what you're going to do is you're just going to throw it out. Or you pour it into your Yeah, you pour your it mug. in your mug. That's yeah. what I usually do. I'll, uh, I'll do that, actually. So Zach's pouring the, the hot water back into a mug that we're going to be using to drink out of so that it preheats the, the mugs. And then he's going to grind the coffee, so we'll be right back after that. Oh, yeah. So whenever you um, grind your coffee, you're going to want to put your actual thing back on the scale. Your Chemex. Your Chemex, whatever brewing method you're wanting to. Tear out the scale to zero, and then whenever you pour the coffee in, just to kind of make sure that it's uh, the grammage you wanted. Right. Um, I usually just like to see how many grams are going back into it. Um, so like this one. I found that it loses about one gram. Uh, I, it depends sometimes for me. I usually lose about, like, I would say like two-tenths of a gram. So I'm still at 18 grams of coffee. And so you're going to want to level out that bed and just make sure that all the extraction is even. So then... It's all about extraction. It is. So tear out your scale with everything on it, coffee and all. And then you're going to want to open up your stopwatch. So we're going to open it up and then we're going to start it. And we're just going to make the water touch just the very top of where the grounds are. You're going to cover it all. See, what's that? And you're going to cover all the top of the coffee. Yes. And you'll see it kind of start bubbling up um, and then kind of some smoke rising. This is called the blooming phase. Um, and whenever it hits about 30 seconds is kind of whenever I go back and I'll hit it with some more water afterward. Yeah. Um, so usually this is not where you want to really like check the grammage but you probably shouldn't have more than about 60 to 70 grams of water on right. there i would say so did you so there's bubbling because the C, there's co2 that's escaping from the coffee yes. and that if you don't do that which you don't get to do in a drip method then you're going to have that bitterness of the carbon dioxide in the um in the final product <clears throat> yes. so what we do is the blooming phase to get rid of that and then you um add you keep adding your water in a couple different phases through that so that you get the brew time what you're looking for yeah and so whenever you pour in you're going to pour right in the center of it and whenever after the blooming phase i kind of like to shake it around a little bit i found that's the best way to do it just because it kind of knocks all the grounds up and yeah kind of gets them off of the wall right. like whenever you shake just around the entire thing yeah but you're gonna let that go for about 15 seconds or so and then start pouring again up to that place you did last time 
and always check your grams from here make sure that like for us it's supposed to be 270 um, my scale just went off unfortunately so I'll just do some math other than that um, but pour right in the center and try to hit those spots where it's going to be um, the most effective and it's going to lighten up in color um, and now we're done with pouring it's been about a it's been about two minutes now and so that's when we're going to kind of stir the top of it a little bit just to kind of knock some grounds off the wall and then we just let that brew for the rest of the time now that we've reached our target weight right so the big thing about that is control and where we're pouring so first off the blooming phase that I talked about before um, turn off my heating element there um, so blooming phase before is really good about letting that CO2 release from it right that's what you said right. carbon dioxide mm -hmm. couldn't remember what kind of gas it was so letting that release is a big thing about opening up the flavor and not getting bitterness trapped inside <clears throat> right um, the second thing that was really big about um, um, sorry Pour over. Pour over versus drip. Is drip you have control. You have control about where the coffee is pouring, and you have control over um, how fast the coffee is going through. Right. And it's kind of where you're shooting for here is the three-minute mark for complete brew process. Usually whenever I do th um, our full 36 grams, though, it's usually about the three-minute and 45-second mark that it's, like, perfect, okay. honestly. Yeah, yeah. And the, the smaller... Uh, dose you put into the Chemex, the um, finer the finer the, the grind. Yeah. So we we forgot to do that. Didn't I actually just did. <laughs> oh, that. you did. Okay, yep, cool. I did. I remember that this time. Um, so yeah, those are all really important to this. Um, and whenever you stir it at the top on the very last pour, it's actually knocking the grounds off the wall, and that prevents something called being high and dry. Right. High and dry is not what you want. It's um, it basically means that not all your coffee is getting water on it, and you're right. getting more watery coffee going through. It's not a proper extraction, right. and kind of doesn't do the coffee its justice that it needs. Exactly. Which I know sounds super snobby, but you, uh, honestly, you can really taste the yeah, difference in the can. coffee. So um, it's pretty cool. This particular coffee has strawberry notes and yeah, what nutty. Uh, strawberry, caramel, and uh, like a chocolatey, chocolatey finish. Yeah. So in it's this like particular a coffee, Nutella crepe or something, man. It's good. When when we first opened the bag, it was really really strawberry. E. <laughs> Just yeah. pour that in the trash. Yeah, dude. It's gonna get soaked up by that paper in there. Okay. Um. And now I I think because it's gotten a little older, you can more taste like the chocolatey I, I get notes. more of the caramely notes out of it nowadays yeah. i mean i can still taste that uh that fruitiness that's in there but yeah. like definitely um the the caramel notes kind of stick out most to me so zach's taking the filter off right now with the coffee grounds in it and he's gonna spin it around a little bit just to get it agitated and make sure all the particles are even and then he's gonna pour it out this is just kind of making sure that everything's incorporated. There's nothing from the beginning extraction to the end extraction. It's kind of making sure that all of that gets blended together. And then also on top of that, something about the particles aligning or something, right? Is that what you said? No. I mean, just like the the particles of the, right. the coffee that are in there are evenly distributed. So a cool thing about the Chemex is it's actually like, from what I've read online, it's 
ergonomic shape or whatever actually helps the coffee aerate a little bit. It lets it degas a little more while it's inside of it. And then it actually brings a little bit more flavor to the chemics mm-hmm. or to the coffee. I don't know if that's true or not. Probably. It probably is. <clears throat> I mean, I know a lot of people like the V sixties a lot too though. Yeah. Um, and that's just a different kind of pouring or brewing method. Um, and you can actually just brew like one cup yeah, right. into your coffee mug, which I actually think is super cool because um, a lot of times whenever I use a Chemex just to brew one cup of coffee, I usually get an uneven extraction just because of like how big the Chemex is. Right. Um, but with a V60... Um, you kind of get that perfect cup every single time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So me and Hayden just finished uh, brewing our cup of coffee, and I poured it in here. It's a little steamy right now, so I think we're just going to wait a little bit on yeah. tasting it. But you can you can already smell it. It smells pretty... Uh, yeah, you can still smell strawberry yeah. a little bit. But I do taste the... I, I do smell the, the chocolate Yeah. more now than I did when we first opened it. For sure. So, so cool. What else is there? Um, so there's the V60, there, there's a Chemex, and then there's also the, called the Beehive is what it's called. Mm. It actually has a V-shaped, um, kind of like a rectangular V-shaped. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Brewing thing. I don't even like that one. I I've, either. I've had coffee in it before, and it's got two spots that it actually drips from. It's weird. I well, I mean, some people love it, but I'm just personally not a fan of it. it yeah, I think it brews really weird. Every time <laughs> I've seen someone brew it, it's always high and dry. Yeah, like it, is it, that the one where you pour it all in there and then you put it on top of the cup and then it releases? Uh, no, no, that's a different one, but that's like the same concept too. Okay, gotcha. Um, the beehive's the one that actually has the like Chemex base, basically. And it's just kind of got these little knobs all the way to the top. And then they stick the little... It looks like a V60, basically, is what it looks like, or a Kalita wave. But it's like this weird rectangular, triangular cone. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, So there's those. Um, I feel like I'm missing one really important one. Um, hmm. So what? why did we do this podcast today? What are we really trying to... Bring, We're just trying to really home. educate people um, about coffee, like the ones that are actually wanting to know about it and yeah. kind of grow their taste buds and knowledge yeah. of coffee because it's yeah. the most popular drink in the world. So the other day I was talking about Joe oh, Pine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's this good. is good stuff. I was uh, asked about Joe Pine, the new coffee shop in downtown Marshall that I work at. And I was asked, like, well, is the coffee going to be expensive? Yeah. And I was like, well, I said, well, if if you go to McDonald's and buy a cup of coffee, it's going to be like 90 cents. Uh, Yeah, I think 99 cents is what it is. 99 cents, whatever. And so you go to Joe Pine and it's... 250 for drip it's or two for i think drip? it's two oh, okay two dollars for drip that sounds about right yeah it is two dollars for drip and then three dollars for bottomless and you think well that's you know what is it a hundred percent more expensive but yeah it's it's twice you got a yeah 200 percent increase so you think like or sorry 100 percent increase that's like it's a lot more yeah but when you think about where it comes from and how it got to where it is and why it got to where it is 
then you can then there's absolute yeah absolutely there's value in that and that's what we're driving home i think so yeah there's definitely a whole lot of value in that yeah cheers to you my (laughs) i taste the strawberry in that one yeah that's good you're welcome for uh extracting that correctly we should talk about oh my gosh that is so good yeah strawberry y'all should smell this room right now man i walked in from okay so i made coffee this morning yeah drank it yeah me and reed talks for a while just had a good little morning i went to class thinking i had a test thank god let me tell you he moved this never Nanda Moody never does this. Yeah. He moved a test to Friday. Ooh. Blown away. Wow. Yeah. So anyways, we didn't have a test today. It was just a fantastic day. Well, anyways, after that, you know, I went to Lowe's, did my thing, but I came back to the room. This is now eleven fifteen. Yeah. In the room. Yeah. I brewed this coffee at eight thirty in the morning. Right. What is that? Two and a half hours later? Yeah. Room smelled fantastic still. It smelled just like this caramely, yeah, fruity notes. I mean, it was, oh. Yeah, so. I literally I mean, just wanted to just wrap up in a blanket and sit by the fire or yeah. something. Man. It was we're cozy. in here right now and we can't really, I mean, we smell it, but we're not like, we're more adapted. Yeah. We, we want to taste it right now because we smelt it. And then, Whenever you leave the room and come yeah, back though, you, right. that's the, that's the real, when did I, takes the cake. I did that yesterday, I think. And I was like, I like God bless <laughs> this room right now. It was the most amazing thing. And it's different. I feel God in this chilies tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it is different than if we were to brew Folgers. I mean, even if we were to do it, pour over it's about you know the it's about growing picking everywhere (laughs) to roasting i wonder what kind of charcoal and stick notes we could pull out of some folders that was done over pour pour over yeah four different kinds of sticks yeah (laughs) exactly in chicory but yeah so it would be a different experience walking back in here after that because you're not gonna you're not gonna smell cherries or strawberries coming from a Folgers uh already grinded pre pre-grinded man. vacuum packed man I'll tell you sealed this is can. what was our third thing that we were going to talk about I don't remember I think we were just going to talk about the three different kind or like the different kinds of pour overs wasn't that what it was well there was a fourth thing because oh, we were going to do drip here. pour over you're killing me today pour over theory right and oh, then yeah. one more because we talked about pour over theory I wanted to say it was over which ones there were, like how many different... Yeah. Okay. So we okay. got everything. We're good. So, um, yeah, V60s, Aeropress, Chemex. Um, and I feel like I'm missing some, but, you know, it's all right. You know, also, we talked about earlier, there's French press on there. I personally am not a fan of French press because I always yeah. get 10 times more grounds than I would have just out of yeah. a drip machine. But it does brew a more concentrated cup because I can control... The brew ratio. Right. Completely. Um, side note, whatever. Um, if man, that makes sense. Oh, you want... Did I say that? No. Oh, thank God. Good. Um, you want what? The coffee that changed the game for me, though, like completely, was that Artie that I was talking about from Ascension Okay. earlier today. I need to, I need to go get it. Man, I'm telling you. it's <sighs> Okay, so it's $16 
for twelve uh, or for twelve ounces of coffee. Oh, I didn't even get to that. We were so we have this coffee. Can you read off what it is? Yerga Chef. Uh yeah. Um so it's a <clears throat> So it's from the Kochira County in Ethiopia and it's called Yerga Chef. Which I I'm thinking that's the kind of blend that they called this is Yergachev. Okay. Because so I think then it's that not I, single from what I've seen online, Yergachev means something in Ethiopian. I have no idea what it means, but it's like a weird translation of some sort of a culture. So Kochiri is the actual county it comes from in Ethiopia, and it says elevation is between 1,800 and 2,100 meters. Gotcha. So I mean, I'm thinking this is single origin. I don't know why they don't have it on here. All right, lost the train of thought again. But that 12-ounce bag was $14. Yep, so a little bit more than a dollar an ounce of coffee. So how much is like a can You can buy, about this big? I'm talking like, I don't even, I think, what are those, five-pound big old tubs, you know, of Folgers? You know what I'm talking about that your parents always get? Well, my they, parents always get Mine them. was like this big, like probably two pounds. See, my family gets a value pack that's like five okay. pounds. So how much is that? So that's like thirteen bucks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, but see, the thing about that is you're basically enslaving the people there because you're saying you're coming in and saying I will buy all of your countries or that particular region, yeah, um, this much for all of your coffee. You want to some? And so they'll do that, and then they'll get that one company will do that for a couple different countries in a few different regions and then they'll bring it all together mm-hmm. and then roast burn that burn the crap out of that and then so you lose all the different notes in there right. because that's what they wanted to do right just so it has a distinct flavor that you can taste more of the roast profile mm-hmm. and you can taste the actual acidity from the coffee right so in that it's about tasting the roast in third wave specialty coffee, it's about tasting the bean. Yes. So it's special. Each roast is special to each bean. Yep. And that's how the roaster, the roast master chooses. Right. So what were you saying? Oh. So Taylor, she, you know, she went to Ethiopia. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yes. So she actually went. It was crazy. I was telling her how much the coffee was the other day. Like for me, because have you ever seen how much Ethiopian coffee is? No. Ethiopia I mean, is kind of the birth. Everyone says it's the birthplace of coffee. Yeah, that, we talked about that. We've talked about it before in our last podcast. Well, not in our last podcast, but but check out our pod, all of our history coffee of podcasts. podcasts. Or yeah. history of coffee. All right, check out our podcast over coffee if you're really interested in this. They're all. I don't want to sound like arrogant, but they're all pretty good. Um, probably our best ones, honestly. Mm, not world united. World United good. was a really good one. All right, go ahead. Keep going. But um, So she was over there, and she was talking, and uh, I was telling her how much unroasted coffee costs coming from Ethiopia. For me to buy coffee from Ethiopia, shipping and all, shipping's really not that much, honestly. Like It's like two bucks a pound or something extra. But for me to get it myself, it would cost me almost $11 a pound to get it from single origin. $11 a pound there? Unroasted. There? American dollars. There? In Ethiopia? No, no, no. Through, in the U.S., if I was to go online, look up somebody that's a wholesaler. Right. 
a wholesaler, a, like a roaster? No, 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 just a wholesaler of beans. Like they literally they know, go and buy the beans. They know the farmer. They'll buy the beans and right. they'll store it at their location until right. somebody buys them. The roasted or unroasted? Unroasted. Okay, that's how most places do this. Okay, is they'll go through a wholesaler. A lot of, sometimes though, like Westcliff and Denton. They actually know the farmer, and they actually ship it from the farmer. Okay. Anyways, that's a long story short. Anyways, though, what I was getting to, $11 for me. Yeah. She was saying, over there, you could buy coffee for like 75 cents in U.S. dollars from the actual people that roasted the beans themselves. Yeah. That's what they're selling it the thing for about in that, their own market. Right. The thing about that is they export all the good beans. So yes. what's left in that country is all the leftovers oh i guess that's probably true but no, regardless it is though, true. <laughs> regardless though that's a huge price jump like i'm sure they're probably not getting it for what they well if you go to mexico everything's less there think about ethiopia plus it's all the crap so it's it's pretty reasonable because it's all the it's all the leftover beans i know it's leftover beans i'm just saying like there's a lot of profit margin that i see from the wholesalers in this third wave that seem a little bit shady, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? What? I'm saying that. Gosh. Yeah. I want to punch myself. Yeah. That's okay. So, yes, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. You feel me? Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Good. So, I just wanted to share that. So, cool. if you are a roaster, though, I would say definitely, definitely in this third wave of coffee, almost fourth wave. No, get to know the actual farm it's coming from and you can make up your own trade deals with them independently so you can ma- have a cheaper price of beans and they can actually sell their beans for more than what a wholesaler would give them yeah because you love fair trade and you want to help out the community right so that's about all i got man that's all i got sweet we hope you enjoyed this one uh i hope we didn't leave anything out i think we hit We're just good. about everything Man, good cup of coffee. Hey Amen. All, All right, right. finish mine. <laughs> All right, well, this has been a good episode of Common Enlightenment. We'll see you next Tuesday. Stay enlightened. <laughs>